1: our fifth anniversary of chew on this uh nerd united podcast on bj
0: Vic. all right all that padding paid off it, <laughs> we did it we we calculated somehow that uh if we did x amount of episodes every week we would get to our fifth anniversary and number 300 and we finally made it um <laughs>
1: I'm sweating.
0: <laughs> since you got, since you got a new, uh, soundboard, a new mixer, I pretty much guarantee that this is not our last episode. No. Uh, so we have to I got put all some sorts use to that one. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have to get some use out of that first. So maybe right. another, two, so maybe just another two episodes.
1: Another two episodes, and <laughs> <laughs> send it back.
0: All yeah, right, <laughs> get
1: your money back. You are like, did you yeah, get a thirty day warranty receipt on that uh, gift? Yeah, receipt? how
0: many days? How many days till you got to? You have to return it. That's how many episodes we have left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hope you, oh shit! I threw the box away. You are fucked.
0: <laughs> oh my god! We have to do the show forever. Um, <laughs> anyway, so three hundred. We're finally here. Yay to us. Um we have an amazing three hundredth episode, um yes, and this was kind of teased a while back too, if you can remember if you actually listened to us. Yeah. Um, we had uh Paul Sunyan Lee on uh, right nice. after yeah, twice, <laughs> but yeah. uh right after he uh was in the Mandalorian. We had him right then and there um and we've been talking ever since and and on that episode, we said that. You know, all the stuff that he was talking about, we didn't, we might not want to wait till 300 because it was a really good episode. Yeah, it was really um, So funny. with Paul's, uh, with Paul's blessing, we, uh, we were able to drop that episode wherever we dropped it. And then he agreed to come back, but not only did he come back, uh, for a third time, he came back with Andrew Fung as well, uh, who plays Kim Chi on Kim's convenience. So this is a double, uh, conversation. There's four of us on this, so hopefully you'll be is, able to uh, keep track.
1: This is, uh, we have two award winning actors at the same time. So yes. That's, that's pretty damn cool. And, yeah. You'll notice, uh, who's rich and who's, who's the actor and who's not because my webcam situation was, and my internet situation was terrible. And yep. they looked, they looked fucking dope. I mean, Andrew's setup is like dope. Really, really nice, so. And so is Paul's, but uh, mine is not. So, I,
0: well, so after that,
1: mine. so that after that episode, I am like slowly upgrading my equipment, but not the equipment I should be upgrading. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when we start our, if we start another quarantine show, I need to get up my game on the. the web well, that's special. the other
0: thing is that if you are listening to this first, shoot on over to our uh, our a um, our Facebook page because uh, when this drops, uh, we'll also have the video that we had online too it was a video yes. conference so you'll be able to check that out um and that'll be up again the same time you're listening to this
1: yeah and, and Kin's convenience should drop in the next couple of weeks uh well canada and andrew was featured on a in a on a magazine uh just recently over the weekend right. so that's that was a pretty big deal to get him when we did um so yeah, this is a, this is a great episode. This was a lot of fun to talk to these guys.
0: I uh, think Kim's premieres this Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. This Wednesday or this Friday, I can't remember.
1: Possibly, and then Netflix probably won't hit for a few months. But uh, God, I'm trying to figure out a way.
0: I'm trying to figure out a way to watch it week to week. Um, because there's a
1: Canadian app or something, maybe Paul will send us the episode every week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I don't think we have that kind of pull.
1: No, (laughs) I don't think we have that
0: kind of pull at all. Um, but, uh, so yeah, this was a really cool episode. Um, it was a first for us, of course, uh, to have two people on our anniversary and it was, it was well worth, um, it was well worth the missing the 300th episode you know and when releasing it earlier so this yeah. definitely this definitely topped that uh somehow so um but you're going to hear some really good stories uh we we interview a little bit with Andrew we didn't want to um keep Paul out of the conversation too much well we talk a lot about nerdy stuff and oh, of yeah. course of course because it's uh, Andrew's first time on the show we give him the uh the infamous uh big finish which I still can't believe nobody's ever called us out on big finish. <laughs> well, like we, every didn't time, it, we didn't call it money
1: shot, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like
0: every time, every time that I've said like, all right, this is what we call the big finish. And there's like this slight pause, whether or not that person's going to look at me funny, you know, or, or say something funny about it, but they never have. Everybody like, just like gonna, assumes.
1: Like, what they, are you gonna do to me?
0: <laughs> they clearly haven't fin- like listened to our show. Right. If right. they didn't if they if they didn't think that something dirty was coming from the title The Big Finish. <laughs> and I believe I believe that's what we did too. Like when we were we were like, it's our show, we could call it the big finish. Nobody's gonna listen. Right so and here we are 300 episodes later
1: (laughs) i'm still calling it that and nobody nobody,
0: nobody's called (laughs) us out on it yet so we're still waiting for that one time anyway
1: (laughs) well sit back enjoy this is our interview with uh, paul and andrew both award-winning actors from uh our one of our favorite shows on netflix uh kim's convenience which the fifth season debuts uh, according to Vic, uh in a few days i guess he, he's probably yeah. lied <laughs>
0: no i think it's this week
1: uh, is it this week okay yeah this week uh, is a really
0: good week because it's it's kim's convenience premieres and uh wanda wanda premieres oh Friday.
1: god i can't wait for that yeah, yeah so it's a pretty good week good for tv things. yeah two good things to watch so all right we'll kick back enjoy and uh welcome to our 300th Episode on our fifth year anniversary. Happy anniversary to us!
0: You're you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, enjoy. Welcome to episode three hundred of Chew on This a Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ,
0: Vic, this is three hundred part two. So if you actually heard <laughs> three hundred, it was released in the two eighties. To <laughs> yeah, felt like that. <laughs> uh, and, and Paul is the one who gave us the green light to, uh, to release that a little bit early because, because he sneak attacked us and lied to me for six months about not being in, in, in the Mandalorian. Um, uh, but we're here in part two and we are so happy to have Paul back for the third time, for the third time. And we have a first timer. It's, uh, Andrew Fung also from Kin's Convenience. And so this is also amazing too because we have two award winning actors on our show. And just so everybody can see, you can see who the award winning actors are and who is not just based on our background. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, I, I, my, my room sucks right now, like compared to that.
3: <laughs> are we just, are we just dripping in, dripping in gold? Oh, yeah, here we go. God. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You got it? laughs> Just I love. It. In He's like titles. <laughs> you should have it. <laughs> you should put like three or four of them on at the same time. Have your Canadian award.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, there, they co- there they go. Get a get a white get a white towel with it cut out in the middle, so you look like Mike Tyson coming oh. out with a towel. Oh, so he wow. has like
3: all the titles in <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. That is dope.
0: <laughs> it's
3: a crippling addiction.
0: <laughs> I, I think everyone. Was, well, I mean, that's the one thing we all have in common right now is that we all collect shit that some people look at us and like, "What are you doing?" You know, we, we have so much stuff. I mean, the shoe collection thing is is insane. I mean, how how tall are you, Andrew?
3: I'm uh, five six. So how, how high is that? Well, oh, okay. it goes! It goes all the way to the ceiling. Like it's, uh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> it's like eleven across, fifteen up. Um. Wow. So it's 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 uh it's incredible. <laughs> it's uh it's it's you know what? Like we joke, Paul and I joke a lot about like when you kind of make it. What's going to be your thing? You know. And obviously, like you see a lot of people they get like cars and and bling jewelry. And I was like, no. Nah, Paul and I are a different breed. For him, it was like, I think the first big thing he bought was like a, he bought the parts for a, a proper hero proton pack. Yeah. And then for me, it was like these sneaker walls. And it was like, I wanted like a cool thing to put my sneakers. And so I think, uh, you know, we're not big into cars and, and gold jewelry. We're big into like nerd stuff. And I think that's really what it is. Like I think, and that's why like, you know, when he brought this, the show up, I'm like, yeah, I'm down because like, I think one of the most, <laughs> most normal things I've done in pandemic is just nerd it out with someone over star Trek, you know, uh, and uh, it's one of those things where you get brought back. So in this kind of crazy world right now, um, to get brought back down to like a, a, a thing you love and you can just kind of chat with anyone about is great.
0: Cause I don't, I don't have that Asian gene where I'm good at math. So I actually had to do it on my phone. You have 165 <laughs> pairs of shoes. You could wear one pair of shoe. For half a year. Like,
3: well, that's, that's, the, that's, this that's this wall. There's, there's another wall. That's that oh, wall. <laughs> there we go. There's the other wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two walls, but then there's like a closet, like I call it the vault. And then, um, because the vault is like ones where uh, I'll buy a pair of sneakers and like if if I'm like unsure about it, I'll put it in the vault and I'll revisit it like a year later. And there's some pairs <laughs> that I've revisited, like they're in, the, they've been in there for like five, six years. And I'm like, no, not ready yet. And sometimes at the end of five or six years, I'll look at the market price. And I'll be like, Oh, those tripled in value. See you later. Um, or some like you appreciate as you get older. Right. Um, but like my kids, so in Spider-Man into the spider verse came out. That movie is incredible. My, Uh, I took my, my older son to see it. He saw miles with the Jordans. So we had to track down those Jordans. My buddy at Champs calls me. He's like, yo, we got a size run in. You want to come down? So I raced down to Champs and I bought one of every size just so he, him and my younger son could grow into them. And then I checked recently (laughs) and he's got a bunch of sizes as he gets older. They're going for like $400. So this $80 shoe. Is going for four hundred. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh man, I don't know about this. Like, I feel like I gotta flip this shoe. Right now you can get that car. <laughs> now you can go for the car
0: just based on Jordan, right?
3: Yeah, like yeah. if I flip a couple pairs of these shoes, you know, it's like that's that's a lot of money for him and put it in our bank account. So it yeah. it's such like a uh, sneakers is such a, a cycle, but it's 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 you know what it is. It's it's something that wasn't acting and. And when acting was my hobby, that was my thing. That was my addiction. You take classes, you do improv, you chase stage time. But when improv and comedy became my full-time job, sneakers kind of became that hobby. And I think that's, like, why guys like us always connect. We always have, like, a hobby on the side of the thing we do. Um, unless you're Paul here where you make your hobby into legit the thing you get to do. It's so pretty cool. incredible. Yeah. Right,
0: right. I mean, cool. Paul, Paul is living every nerd's dream, right? Like, yeah. I mean... I mean, yours would be what like to be in a WWE like storyline, <laughs> right?
3: Um, speak. I don't you remember, but years ago, Ken Jong, when they're promoting Hangover two or three, Ken Jong and the guys from The Hangover, or no, our entourage showed up or something like that. And at one point, they threw Ken Jong in the ring, and I just was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm good. Like they threw him around like a rag doll, and I was like, nah, I- I'm a fan, but i I'm good just to watch. but but this year, Paul, like this this coming up on a year now, last year in December, I messaged Paul. I'm like, hey, Paul, like um someone at w w e who's a big fan of Kim's, sent me some tickets to the show. You want to go? And Paul's like, yeah, so we we got a few buddies, like a few dads around us to go. And, you know, we're thinking we're going to just go watch a show. Well, the seats are like second row ringside. All right. Oh man. So we get there, but then I've, over the years, I've made friends that are pro wrestlers and one of them is, his name is Sammy Zayn out of, out of Montreal. He's the current intercontinental champion and he's a fan of the show. I did an improv show with him and we're, we connect over Twitter and I shoot a message. I'm like, Hey, we're in the audience. And he messages me. He's like, you want to meet me backstage? So we walk around to the security, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here to see Sammy." And the security guard gives me like a hard time, but then he looks over to another guy. And he's like, "Come on in." He welcomes all of us in, and we're standing there backstage at a WWE show, watching Roman Reigns walk by, The Miz walk by, oh the, uh, the, the the Sasha Banks and the female champions practicing their match. Yeah. And I look at Paul, and we're just like, we can't ever go to a wrestling show like normally again, like this is normally the peak. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: right, right. That was like your behind the scenes when Paul visited, uh, the ball, right? Like that was your behind the scenes when Paul went to yeah. uh, the the start. Yeah. The volume. Right. I mean, yeah. Paul had been telling us about, about your, both of yours, how you guys feed each other's addictions.
3: Yeah. Well, it's three, three words, right? Paul, what are those three words? Treat yo self now did you did you
0: get that from uh from parks uh, and Rec parks and rec yeah Parks and Rec is that where you got it from
3: yeah, yeah, but it was uh it was like season one and season two, and Paul and I like the thing if you watch Kim's convenience we didn't always get we don't get many scenes together, so our friendship kind of developed like on the passing by on Kim's and just like through hanging out in the summers. And I think it's just like a bond of like, we both have kids. They're different ages, but I think if we share that and these every now and then we would just like check in and, and say something and the other person will like connect off that. And one year Paul, I convinced Paul to come down to Calgary where I was living at the time. And I was like, Hey, come down to the Calgary expo because I always felt like the Calgary expo is one of the best comic expos around because it's, it's big enough. But not too big, you know. And he came down. We just like nerded out for like four days. We just like every day we nerded out. And then I think the next year where we met, we met the cast of Back to the Future. We, oh, Paul and I white hatted the cast of Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, uh, uh Biff, uh Doc, uh, Christopher Loyola. We, we white hatted them. And we're like, why? Are, how are we here? Yeah. And we we you know. We just nerded out that way, so that's kind of how we bonded over 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 like expos and just going to those things. Sure. And, and whenever we go, Paul—this was Paul's issue. Paul does the walk, and he sees something, and he's like, "I'll come back for it." <laughs> the Asian thing, right? No. <laughs> the amount of times he's come back for that thing and it's been gone, whereas. We'll we'll separate, and I come back, and I'm holding like seven bags. And he's like, "What did you do?" And I'm like, "You see something, you get something. You don't that's wait." That's what I think could be
2: gone. That's my philosophy. I've been to way <laughs> too many Comic I've been to way too many, and
3: yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> you see it, you get it, <laughs> get it. I think, Paul, what was it? A Darth Vader helmet that you wanted? Uh, no, you know it was in the, the Infinity helmet. Oh yes, oh. Is this the Infinity.
4: And I was I was niggling over the price because I was like I don't know it's kind of expensive and I thought if it's still there when I come back and it was like it was gone it was gone
0: I think I think I think the way that this is set up I'm more like Paul and BJ's more like Andrew when it comes to this shit because I'll talk myself (laughs) out of something I'm like ah maybe I'll shop around for a better price and if it's if it's here when I come back then that means fate wanted me to buy it. This is how I'll justify it. <laughs>
4: if, it's, if it's gone and you
0: still want it, do you feel cheated by fate? You no. Feel like- no. You know what? You know what? Sometimes happens is if I don't want something and I'm like, eh, but then I and then but then like while I'm walking away or don't buy it and I come back and it's gone. I'm like, ah, shit! Now I really want it, and now the hunt begins.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a this box right here is the hunt. <laughs> I saw a. I was at a toy shop, the one near near our house, Paul Treehouse. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they had a a, a mint in box Ghostbusters firehouse. Oh shit! And it was like wonderful condition. It had been used, but obviously like well taken care of. Decals were great, and he was asking like three hundred, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I come back a week later, it's gone. So I had to try. I had to like. I spent two months. Tracking one down. So finally one came. Uh, but it's, it's not as nice as the other one. Like I know <laughs> that, but it was, it was, it was like half dollar. the price. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I think that's how we bond. We, and we bond a lot through that stuff. And we bond through like, you know, when Disney, when it was announcing everything they were announcing this week, you know, I'm just texting Paul. I'm just like, with everything coming up and I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is fantastic, you know? And then, and then we start seeing this guy get all this fan love. Yeah. Like, like, and, and, and obviously whatever happens, happens and he won't tell us if it does. So, you know, Paul's sitting there right now. He might have some info. He might not, but regardless, it's incredible to see how many fans have, have connected to us and especially him over this, this, this nerd culture. You know, you know, I, think, I think Paul's
0: wearing a sweatshirt and that beanie, so that when he starts sweating, when we press him on whether <laughs> or not he's going to be in the Mandalorian, that he has an excuse of why he's sweating.
4: Six, Six months of you, you needling me and messaging me, and I know uh, I won't anymore. me, it's so hard, man. It's so hard to sit on that. And then you start to worry like, did I, did I say something? Did I? Did I tip my hat somehow? Did I? Did I? Did I give him the wrong impression that, that perhaps I had? And you know, you start getting paranoid whenever you sign an NDA because you're afraid that as, as soon as you say it, like a SWAT team's going to descend upon you and you know, smash him through your windows and carry you off, or or fire you on the spot, right? So it's it's one of those. It's a tricky thing, and especially the longer you have to sit on it, the worse it gets.
0: Well, so, you didn't say anything, but you going to in and out almost
3: ruined it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did I did. <laughs> I, think, I think the NDA is, like, more of, like, you just can't go out and tweet it and share about it. But I think if, like, there's going to be fans who kind of pick up on your whereabouts, right? Yeah. And, like, I did, I joined, like, a less of a fandom, but I joined the Wine Owner cast this year. Yep. And it has, like, a pretty rabid fan base. And not on the level of Star Wars, but, like, I did an episode early in the season. And then, you know, it kind of fades away. And then I was I was in Calgary over the summer often. And then some Eagle Eye fans were like, oh, Andrew's been in Calgary a lot, just chilling in a pandemic. So (laughs) clearly he's back on the show. But, like, I just think that in this day and age, I think the the NBA is more to deter people from, like, going out and, and sending out tweets. But I think there's Eagle Eye fans who will do what they do. And I think that's at the core of, like, true fans. But... True fans are also the ones that aren't going to spoil it. If they, they pick up on it, it's like a, an Easter egg for them. If that fan person does show up an episode later, they're like, told you, like, I knew. And it's, that, <laughs> it's their connection to the show. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, when the, when they announced stuff, I was sending Paul text messages saying like, you're in this ranger, uh, show coming out, right? He's like, no, I wish. And then I sent him a picture of Anakin Skywalker yelling liar.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I'm, happy, I'm happy Hayden's back in it. I haven't talked to Paul about it yet, but I'm happy yeah. Hayden's doing it again. Yeah, let's talk
0: about that, Paul. How do you feel about Hayden coming back? Because I know I love him having a second chance. Oh,
4: I, I think it's fantastic. I actually got a chance to meet him uh, a couple of years ago because Andrew actually started in a film with him. And so Andrew really knows Hayden because uh, they oh. worked together on a little movie called Little Italy, I believe it was. <laughs> uh, it's
3: a uh- a romantic comedy where, where I play Hay- Hayden's best friend. Oh my you you played Luigi. I did. But <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. I Italian convincingly played it. an Italian man. <laughs> I'm an award winning actor, alright? I, I transcend I transcend <laughs> cultures, okay? But you won't believe how often I'm out in public and people are like, "Hey, we're such big fans," and I'm like, "Oh, thanks for watching Kim's Convenience." Like, no, we've never watched that. We love Little Italy. Luigi,
0: like, that's amazing. It would have been better. It would have been like really funny because, like, your name is Kimchi, obviously, on Kim's Convenience, but in Little Italy, they called you like pepperoni, know, pepperoni, or something. You know, like. Yeah. Sonia, I don't know.
3: Something. Well, wait, so, wait. Pa- I, wanna hear the, I wanna hear the accent. I want to hear the accent. The Italian oh. accent. It was like uh it was subtle. It was like uh come on, you gotta go after her, you love her. <laughs> come <laughs> on, Nikki Bella's the one you wanna be with. It was more like Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: It was more
3: Brooklyn than it was (laughs) New York. That's New York. New York. I think, oh, so it was on an episode of How Did This Get Made? And their critique of this, their critique of the movie was like, they're like, this is set in Toronto, but it seems like everyone thinks they grew up in New York or Brooklyn. (laughs) And it's confusing. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but they're like, but also at the same time, Hayden, Hayden doesn't have any accent. Nor does uh, Emma Roberts, who played the love interest. So it was very confusing, but it was very fun. And the big takeaway from that movie was that Hayden, through everything he's been through, is honestly a wonderful guy. And that's why I can't—I couldn't be happy for him to get the second chance. The first day I met him, we were—it was like it was a week out of the movie. We were prepping, and we, there was like a party from one of the producers. And he like shook my hand. He's like, "Oh, I saw your audition tape. I, I love your stuff." And he looked at me. And he's like. Hey, you want to come over and workshop some scenes? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Like, so just that 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 offer, just like him right there. It wasn't like he was just like, Yo, come over to my place, let's workshop the scenes, let's make this as best as possible. So I think that I know over the years his career has gone gone a certain way, but I I really do. I'm really happy for him to have this back, and I think it will heal a lot of you know the divide that's happened over the years.
0: Well, I, I watched before he was in the Clone Wars, I uh, or. Or Attack of the Clones. I watched uh, Life as a House. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've all seen that. Um, Paul, have you seen Life as a House? No, no. it's, He's a, it's really, a, really good in that. Great things, though. I heard great things about him. He plays a he plays a troubled teenager, like really troubled. And uh, Kevin Klein is it Kevin Klein? No, not Kevin Klein. Yeah, I think it was like Con- his dad. Yeah, and he plays a, a father who finds out that he has cancer, and they try to reconnect mm-hmm. and. All the things that Hayden did in that movie, Paul, you would you would love because you could see all the different ranges that he has to play Anakin. Unfortunately, the person in charge of everything didn't bring it out the best of all those actors and actresses. Uh, but like I always said, like, man, I wish he really had a had a second
2: chance um watch that movie and watch uh because after i think in between star wars movies he did shattered glass or something like that and
0: that is awesome he's so good in that yeah paul what was your take when you heard about hayden
4: no i was excited i mean you know as as an actor you're in that unenviable position sometimes where you you know if you're thrust in the spotlight there's an immense amount of pressure to to uh to succeed or to do you know especially if you're playing an iconic role like like an anakin skywalker i mean it's almost a no-win situation there um and uh, you know i I feel for him like i I had a small small part in star wars and i was terrified of fucking that up you know And, and it's like for him to be anakin skywalker and have everybody sort of salivating going okay what's he gonna do with this and then to have um, you know, like an old school director like George Lucas, who really isn't—I mean, I've never worked with him, but his his directorial style—I'm not sure what it is—but he obviously wasn't able to connect with Hayden and bring out what he needed or what he thought translated well on the screen. And in terms of even screenwriting, like it's it's tough dialogue sometimes, like mm-hmm. some dialogue, like Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, like that scene with Padme when he talks about how much he hates sand, like that was just so. <clears throat> You didn't set out to write a bad scene, but it became a bad scene. You know, it was just all the elements on one way, but they went, they took a hard left and went the other way. nobody, Nobody tries to make it hokey or this. It just sort of reads that way sometimes. And as an actor, you kind of go, you do the best with what you got and you're trying and trying and trying. And it's a difficult situation. And the end result is sometimes people just shit all over your work. Um, I mean, even the stuff that they did for Mando, like that scene with with uh, Gina Carano, where I'm supposed to try to, you know, it's it's all about subtext. When when Carson is asking her, like, you know, did you lose anybody from Aldron? Like, there's a whole fucking meme about how, like, dude, the planet exploded, everybody's dead. It's like, yeah, dumb shit. Of course he fucking knows that. The fucking point. I'm trying to fucking remind her that everybody's fucking dead. But you know <laughs> and they need that moment where they're like, Oh, he's so dumb. He's gonna go around the entire galaxy asking people, you know, like, dude, did you know anybody on the Death Star? It's stuff like that. <laughs> so, there are audience members out there or fans out there who do that. So you're never gonna fucking win. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's oh my God. he was a sweet guy that when I met him. Um and I was like starstruck, like honestly. Like I was starstruck when I met him that that brief time in the distillery, and um, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm excited. And you know, Deb Chow, she's fantastic, and I have no doubt that she's going to be able to draw the you know uh, the best sort of experience um, performance out of Hayden. Hayden's got something to prove. They've all got something to prove. I think it's gonna. They're really just going to knock it out of the ballpark.
0: This is um, one of the very few Star Wars things that people, like fans, actually have been dying for. Yeah. You know, when they first bought the first block stars were we're like you need to bring back Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. He's got more stories to tell there so everybody's really excited.
2: Well, I'm just I am curious what your guys' take is cuz when I heard that I I was excited and then the more that I thought about it I was like, "Well, wait a minute. Are is James Earl Jones coming back for the voice? Are they are do we get to see Anakin act without the helmet on and he's all like looks like beef jerky? Like what what is what is that going to be like?"
4: I think it's going to be a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. I think it'll be Clone Wars flashbacks that you'll see because you have to, you know, you, you want to have some of those. I mean, they speak about certain, uh, things that happened in, in the films, um, and they don't show them. And I think that's a really great way of bringing audiences in because, you know, those are deep cuts. If you've seen the Clone Wars, you already have a lot of the background, but a lot oh, yeah. of them haven't. And so if you've got a series like, like Obi-Wan and you're bringing back Anakin, like you want to see the two of them uh at their prime when they were best of friends going through oh health. my god like that would be I, and that's heartbreaking when you see the the transition then right uh it raises the stakes so i that's my guess uh i'm just putting man, it out it's good if inside. i see
2: um if i see obi-wan in that um stormtrooper gear i'm going to flip out yeah Because we never got to see that. We got to see that in the Clone Wars, but not in live action, dude. You brought up a good point. I never even thought in a million years they would do flashbacks. That's a really good point. Because while he's alone on Tatooine, he's probably reflecting back on the past.
4: Yeah, and if there's any hint of Darth Vader being on, knowing that, thinking that Obi Wan Kenobi's on Tatooine, they're gonna find Luke. They're gonna like. I mean, that's the thing. The gig is up. So I don't think you're gonna see like. Darth Vader actually on Tatooine or they're even going to figure out that he's on Tatooine. I think yeah. it'll, it'll be mostly flashbacks or it'll be Vader in some other part of the galaxy or something like that, but I, that's my guess.
3: There was, was uh, see, uh because of technology and the way we see CGI and the way we can like DH someone. I wonder if there'll ever be an opportunity like and they won't do it often and it might be subtle nods, but just redoing scenes that have happened but differently. You know what I mean? Like it's like a second crack or something or maybe like the next alternate side of it. I feel like there's 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 room to play with there, especially the way with technologies how we can put anyone anywhere, you know. Well, well there's they're game, right?
4: Like with uh yeah. end when they're going back in time into those, you know, and, like into the movie, back to the future too was one of the earliest examples of that where they reenacted scenes mm. in the future and had, you know, Martin McFly crawling on you know behind the scenes when that was happening, which is for me, when I was a kid it was mind blowing. I thought, "Oh my god, how did they like that's what a great idea to have yeah. that happening." So,
0: the, we went I met BJ like at Celebration 3 at Star Wars. So that's how we became friends. We were just there online um because the whole thing was a clusterfuck and the register shut down for toys and we just happened to merge at the same time and that's literally how we became friends. It was like the force wanted us to meet, right? So, but At the, at the, one of the panels at Celebration 3, uh, was Nick Gollard, who was the stunt fight coordinator for episode 3. And he had mentioned that you see like this almost Game of Thrones-like journey from Anakin going, starting from the bottom of the temple all the way to when he kills the younglings. And there's a fight where he actually fights Nick Gollard. None of that was in the movie, other than that one little hologram that you saw. So like, when you said flashback, I was thinking, oh my god, what if they flashback to him attacking the temple and seeing all of that fight that we never got to see? Because that was filmed. They could actually go back, take that, add the special effects into it, and then put it into a flashback. Cause that, be they said he learned so many moves. It was like, uh, it was like for Keanu Reeves, for the Matrix Reloaded, how many fight scenes he did. It was like that for for Hayden Christensen for for Revenge of the Sith, but they cut all of it.
3: The I haven't uh, seen any of the Star Wars outside of the uh, the first three, and then uh, the the one from a few years back. And I'm just confessing this now because as I nod along in the conversation, <laughs> I know enough to get by. <laughs> all right, all right. But, and, and that's my that was my biggest fear because like I think often. People will be like, oh wait, you're not a Star Wars fan? I'm like, I'm not saying I'm not a Star Wars fan. I just like never got into it. They're like, how did you never get into it? And I'm like, here's the reason why. It just seemed like every time I thought about getting into it or I was interested in it, there was always someone in the room who knew so much more. And I always oh, thought to myself, yeah. no matter how hard I work, I'll never be that guy. So I never got into it. <laughs> it's not a <be> contest though. <laughs> and so, it was, like, yeah. I also found it really daunting because, like, it seemed like there was so much to, like, watch. Or, like, someone would always be like, oh, did you watch this cartoon? Did you watch this movie? Did you read this? And I'm like, oh. Whereas, like, I got really into Star Trek because it was on at 4 o'clock every day after school. And that was it. That's all I had. To, I used to have to be home and put it on. Did,
2: uh, you watch, did you watch? um So during the pandemic, I took an opportunity to watch Picard. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. Oh, oh my you did. Yeah. Picard is amazing. What a show that is. Paul, did you watch it yet?
4: I watched the first three episodes and then I stopped. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I, I mean, I meant to pick it up and, and keep going, but then the pandemic happened and I thought, okay, well, I'll save it and I'll binge it. I just haven't gotten back to it, but I really, really do want to see how it ends, like first season at least, right? Um, but I was, enjoy- I thought I was intrigued by it.
3: I was very intrigued by it, but I, no, I have not finished it. I think I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. And I enjoyed it from the sense that I, I love Patrick Stewart and I liked what they were doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and and obviously towards the end when he meets up with Riker uh, and that last yeah, couple episodes. Not a spoiler, <laughs> Paul. <Yeah>. You know,
2: <laughs> John. The is going to be. I gonna I'm
3: to burn
4: it down. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing for me was that I. So when they were getting, they were, they were. Preparing Picard, Crave, which is one of our streaming services up in Canada, did like a 10 part, 10 episodes you need to watch if you love Captain Picard. And so nice. I watched these 10 episodes. And, and, and the thing is that Picard oh. and Next Generation, there's some episodes there that I just don't think they'll ever touch in this new way of storytelling. Um, and I, there's an example where, Picard uh, has a standoff with uh, Tomalok and it's the two bird of praise and Picard is standing there and they're at a face off and then Picard, you know, talks his way through and then he gets the two Klingon, uh, the three Klingon bird of praise in the cloak. And he's like, shall we, shall we die together? The acting there is so wonderful. And there's so few cuts that you just feel like you're present. You're on the bridge watching this. But the thing that was jarring about Picard was that like it was constantly cutting. Um and so I couldn't I, I it didn't get me in the same way. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it. But I didn't love it the way I love like the next generation. Yeah.
2: So that was I, I, I completely, yeah, I completely agree with you because the way it's filmed, it's the way this generation watches things. There's quick cuts. They don't They don't stay with the character longer to see, you know, uh, more of the scene where there might be more character development or emotion or whatever. They just cut, 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 cut or try to throw in jokes or try to do this and that. Um, I just, I, I did enjoy it because bringing him back, he was one of my favorite things. And, uh, and it just seems like nostalgia these days are, is stronger than ever. I mean, we, we, we watch, uh, Cobra Kai, you know, Vic and I, and we just fucking love that so much. Um, so anytime they bring something back, I mean, can you imagine? Like twenty years from now, they bring Kim's convenience back. <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 the kids, the
3: grandkids are running the store and shit. What yeah. is Even uh, Now they're <laughs> Italian. But, <yeah. laughs> Wait, can we can we stop about Cobra Kai? Paul, did you watch Cobra Kai yet?
4: I, I start. I watched half of the first season on the plane ride over, and I wanted to watch the rest. Uh, again yeah. it's another series that I, I really got into but I just ran out ran out of time
3: uh, Cause, 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 because I, I I binged it that's Cobra Kai was like, one of the reasons why I got YouTube like for yeah, premium. Same. but I always wondered because like I the the reviews to me like I always gauge Facebook and I'm always like the reviews were mixed because it felt like if you were a fan of the karate Kid movies you fucking love Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is like just the biggest Tribute and honor of those first three movies Like any little reference yeah. they take and they put it in. But just if you step back for a second, I always I'm wondered, like, I'm like, is this just such a piece of shit for someone who doesn't know <laughs> these first three movies? Cause like, cause like there's a lot of holes. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you no, cause I'm pretty honest with that shit. And here's, here's my example for that. Yeah. I, t- two examples. One, my love growing up was actually not Star Wars, it was Superman and Batman and I fucking hate Zack Snyder's versions of those. Like absolutely hate them. And then when I walked out of The Last Jedi, some guy was doing interviews and this fucker pushed me in front of that guy, oh. <laughs> interview me and he and his face was the, the the guy who was talking to me was so thrilled about The Last Jedi. But me I was like Yeah, it was, it was pretty good, but I fucking hated it. Like I (laughs) I did not like it at all. So like I'm, I'm usually pretty good at like, I'm not going to drink the fandom Mm coolie. Like, so uh, there might be some polls. I I don't really know. But like, what I love about Cobra Kai is that it's not like an Easter egg just to be an Easter egg. You know, like I, I can't tell you anything because Paul hasn't seen it yet. But like, there's, there's a way to do Easter eggs. And then there's Zack Snyder's way to do Easter eggs, and that's not the right way. Right. So like, that, so like for me, I don't know if maybe for you, but for me, like, if it sucks, it sucks. I don't care how much I love it. Like, I don't care how much yeah. I love, you know, I don't care how much I love the the property.
3: Well, I well, also well, think. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say Cobra Kai. I think is made in a way that like, it's intentionally cheesy. And I think that's, that's, that, that might be why it's appealing to so many people because it's like so light and you obviously know that like this isn't real, like this isn't possible, but you just kind of buy into this world. And so maybe there's enough Easter eggs for the original fans and it's it's cheesy enough to pull in new fans because cheese is a good thing. And I think like franchises have shown that when you put some cheese and some, some like, uh, uh, low-budgety look to it, it, it still pulls people in. So maybe that's the case with Cobra Kai, because I've binged the hell out of season one or two. And I will say, there was a few turns that happened throughout the series, and I was like, whoa. And and obviously the biggest turn from the beginning was that they made Johnny into like a hero. He made hero. Johnny into like a, a, a good guy. Like You, you kind of saw it from a different lens, and you're like, whoa. Um... And when they brought back Pat Morita as a hologram, just blown away, you know, (laughs) just well done. As a robot. (laughs) Yeah. When he was in the back of the tank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's, let's talk about the uh, the Disney investors, because this is a weird interview for us. We've never had somebody come on while somebody was already interviewed. So this is, we're going to keep it very light and we're going to nerd out like crazy. Paul, you go first. What was your biggest holy shit moment from the Disney investors, uh, uh, announcements?
4: Uh, that they're going to be raising prices over the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, you know, Rogue was, was like that, that, like, cause I knew, I knew, you know, Tycho was going to do his own version of Star Wars. Uh, like a Star Wars film, and i'm I'm excited about that, and I know what he brings. like I, I'm excited about what he brings to the table. Um, but really, it was like it was rogue squadron. And immediately somebody sent me a link to uh, Patty Jenkins' little trailer. Um, yeah, and I, and I got goosebumps. like that is like the whole idea that she wants to make the best fighter pilot movie, you know of all time and about like a legendary squadron uh, that's never had a movie done about them. and I, I know it's an imaginary squadron or whatever. But it, it gave me serious chills. Like that, that, so that, I was just absolutely super pumped for. I'm looking forward to that. Because it immediately, it invoked for me, uh, uh, images of Rogue One. Because Rogue One was kind of the same thing where they took something but that was part of a franchise, didn't have any of the main characters in it, but really gave the rebellion a sense of scope and scale, uh, that was previously missing from the original movies, right? So, I, that's why I liked Rogue One. I think r- with Rogue Squadron, that's going to be fantastic too, because you're going to see a, a, you know, the rebellion was a, it was a massive effort, and there were many, many heroes. Um, so that that's the one that really sort of got me sort of chuffed.
2: I, 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 I hope so, Paul, because I, after I saw that, I was, I was really stoked, and I'm like, oh my god, they better make this, because if I see in six months that she left the project because of creative differences, and Ron Howard's going to direct it, I'm going to be really pissed.
0: That's <laughs> just coming in to uh do it uh right <laughs> what was yours what was your big holy shit moment out of that whole investors thing
3: uh i think there was a, like the mighty ducks franchise reboot with uh with emilio estevez how the mighty ducks That's are now amazing. like this prodigal hockey team that the hawks were before um and i and I, I like i like because like those are movies that speak are near and dear to my heart, so hopefully I can relive those with my son. So like the May Ducks, Three Men and a Baby, Sister Act Three. But I will say, here's the thing I was so blown away that they did not do. And they did not announce a wing Duck uh continuation. Yeah. And and DuckTales this season, DuckTales had a, an hour long episode where they they had a whole episode around Darkwing Duck. And, and then two years ago or three years ago, they did an April Fool's joke as Darkwing Duck and it blew up. And I'm like, you have this franchise. You've done DuckTales. You're doing Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. To me, Darkwing Duck, especially in the superhero craze and DuckTales has done so well. I'm like, I'm blown away. They did not announce Darkwing Duck. Hmm.
0: I, 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 I do like the new, I do like the new DuckTales. Like you were saying you watch Star Trek after mm-hmm. school. <laughs> I watched DuckTales and Chippendales and Tailspin and Gummy Bears after school. Um, and then eventually it was like Batman, the animated series was, was mm. on after school as well. So like I grew up with all of those, those Disney cartoons. I mean, and the fact that like, you know, uh, what's his face? Is it, it plays, uh, Scrooge McDuck now? You know, uh, David, David Tennant plays him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it, That's awesome. That, that. That is like I, I'm yeah, just... I was
3: kind of blown away. Like I, I was reading through, and I'm like, they got to announce Dark Knight. They got to announce it. But just as a whole, they've greenlit so many projects. I think, I think like it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's an incredible time for for fans. And I think that's what it is. It was like it's such an homage to fans because it was like all these franchises and movies and and stories that I think fans have demanded and wanted. And I don't know about you, Paul, but like if you're a kid or 20 years ago, I said to you, there will be 10 shows in development hmm. in the star wars universe you 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 probably think i was lying you know because it seemed like at that time 10 15 20 years ago just to get a movie was like a momentous occasion you know that, and uh, now it's like they're spitting out tv shows like left and right
2: i'm having a hard time getting past the fact that they announced all this marvel and and, uh, Disney and Star Wars shit, and you're like, where the fuck is my Darkwing Duck? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did, you did, you did, that was, that was a surprising one. I thought you would have went, you know, at least Marvel or something, or Star Wars, no, not Star Wars after you just told us, but maybe uh-huh. something Marvel, but. Okay,
3: another confession. I haven't watched any of the Marvel movies after Cap, after Iron Man 3. Uh. And, and there's a reason why. Because after Iron Man 3, uh, my son was, my, we, my, we found out my son was, pre- my, my wife was pregnant with my firstborn son. And so I kind of stopped watching all of them because I knew there would be a day where I would watch all of them with him. Ah, uh, so wow. I, I That it. was my intent. And we've only seen two since. We've seen the two Spider-Mans, um, um, Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, and obviously we need to kind of like, pick things up if we're going to get to Shang-Chi. But that's the reason why I never watched the Marvel 1. So all these announcements or, you know, when Endgame was out, I just was like, oh, I haven't seen any of them, so I wasn't sucked in. Not that I don't want to. I want to. But just like I'm not there yet, and I I want to enjoy those with my kids.
0: You just made me yeah. seem like a shitty dad, because I was like, I <laughs> and I was like Fuck it. I'm like, I'm going open at night to IMAX. So I got to see this shit. Like there's no way I'm not watching Endgame in IMAX or, you know, any of this Marvel shit. Like I didn't take any of them to it.
3: <sighs> but <laughs> I, I did leave a wedding early. Like we, we faked, uh, we faked my wife being sick at a wedding so we could leave to go watch a Fast and the Furious movie. So, we're not all angels, okay? Fast and the Furious, I will call in sick, wow. I will... To a close friend's wedding, I will leave that wedding early. And the reason why? We didn't want to have to get a babysitter a second time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we all agree the fakest thing in all the Fast and Furious movies is that Vin Diesel beat up The Rock? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with them driving a fucking sports car between two buildings, but, and, and parachuting somehow out of a car onto a thin road on the side of a mountain.
3: But I am not okay
0: with The Rock losing to Vin Diesel.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, those guys don't even want to be in a room. Like, they, they, they didn't even film the last movie together. I think they filmed separately.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's which major is, is
3: yeah, which is it's it's a bit disappointing. Like I think that like there's so much money on the table, and it's it makes people fans so happy. But I guess it is what it is, right?
0: Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program.
3: Um, but the Fast and the Furious franchise, I'm all over that. And the reason why is because I've been on board since day one. I know everything I need to know about those Fast and the Furious movies. Um, sure. And so I feel like I'm with them. You know, and it might be, cause Paul, you saw those Star Wars movies as a, as a kid in theaters, you know, or some of them. And so I like, think you've been on board. I just like haven't gotten on board. There's like too much to like get through.
0: I just, I just think it's weird that you put your eggs in a basket in Fast and the Furious, but not the Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had enough. You had enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to show your kids the Fast and the Furious movies cause that's your love. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I you can have this. Uh, yeah, I love the Fast and Furious movies. I, I often at night, like if I can't sleep, I'll go, co- I'll go on Kijiji and I'll look up old Hondas for sale and like try to talk myself <laughs> out of not buying an old Honda. <laughs> and just stupid it up.
0: And put, putting like a lawnmower muffler in it
3: and, uh. <laughs> I wanted to buy, um, a Honda CRX, which is like a two-door, two-seater. It's got like hot coupe. And I wanted to get one, do it up, paint it white. Put in some suicide doors and turn it into an Ecto Honda. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Call it E yeah. Honda. Yeah, nice. yeah.
0: Nice, nice. I've been yeah. very close. I, I want to ride in that if you do that. Like, oh. I want, I want the siren. I want to click on the siren. I want all of that. I want the lights. Don't do yeah. the Ghostbusters 2 thing with the, with the sticker tape thing. don't do that one do the original one without the ticker tape because you guys were saying like what what would you do when you finally made it you know all your you're with all of the geek stuff all the nerd stuff that we love andrew you got your own your own nerd stuff with the shoes and the belts i would probably do a mixture of both not not the belts but probably the shoes but the thing that i always said like if i won the lottery yeah i think everybody plays that game one of the first things i would buy is batman's tumbler because I always thought it would be awesome. The Batmobile? That, yeah, the Batmobile, the, the giant Batmobile Nolan versions, so that I could just go grocery shopping in that fucking car. Like, how crazy <laughs> would that be if I showed up to, like, a grocery store, bags of groceries, and I just pop open the the sliding hood door, the top of it, and I just stick groceries in there, and it's just like, it's not Batman coming out, it's a fat Asian coming out of the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, the tumbler that would be one. I don't know where I would park it. There's uh yeah, you park that wherever you want, man. You like use monster truck car. and other cars. <laughs> go, 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 go. <sighs> there's no,
0: there's no, there's no boot for it too, cause the wheels are so fucking big.
3: Right. <laughs> oh, there's a cop, you get outside, there's these like, these like, bylaw officers, are like, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to do, what do we do? Yeah, yeah they're, trying do we to, the like, they're
0: trying to, they're trying to like zip the guys two boots together.
3: Just yeah. To get yeah. Yeah. Up. We saw, during the pandemic, we went to the drive-in. Uh, like they were doing drive-ins, and, and I was out. I was out west shooting something, and I took. I brought my son out for a block of shooting, and we went to go see Be- Lego Batman at the drive-in. And it was like it's like a big parking lot, and they did a really cool thing where they had like a bunch of people dressed as superheroes. But there was a Batman with like a tumbler he had made, which was very cool. It was like street legal. It was like half tumbler, half prowler convertible. He did a great job on it. Nice. Yeah. Nice.
0: I would just yeah. waste my money on cars like Kit, like Night Rider, and <laughs> Back to the Future, like a DeLorean.
3: Well, Vic, where, where are you where are you based? Where do you live?
0: I live in Sacramento, but I'm originally from New Jersey.
3: Because, because, like, I was yeah, I was to say out there, like that's where the hotbed of cars are. Because, like, it, it, finding like old cars like that in Canada, they're just beat because of our winters. Like you can't find a Honda in the eighties without rusted everything. So like I'll go on eBay whenever they list a DeLorean or a Honda, or Honda CRX, it's always out of like that end of the country because it's like pristine weather, right? Salt free roads.
0: (laughs) 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 That's true. Pictures of your winters. It's freaking crazy. I mean, I'm from New Jersey and people complain in California when it's 50 degrees. I'm outside in shorts. Yeah. That is 50 degrees to me is not cold. Um, I mean, I wear shorts almost year round and people look at me like, I'm like, I just went out shopping yesterday. It's 50 degrees out and I was like in flip flops, you know, like it's not cold to me. And then, and that's in New Jersey in Toronto where you guys are. That's even worse. That's like, yeah. I pictures of like, like a foot of like, uh, of ice on cars. Like you can't even see the car get to it. Like just horrible stuff.
4: That's, that's extreme though. I mean, it yeah. really isn't like that. Um, I mean, we we'll get we'll get periods where it's like that sometimes, and and uh, you know we get shit all over with snow, and then that's the frustrating thing because the the houses in East York, where the neighborhood that we live in, um, they're they're so tightly packed, there's no place to put the snow, and you can't throw it onto the road, right? Mm. uh, That's very few and far between. Like usually here, we're lucky if we or we're fortunate if we get snow before Christmas that sticks around because it's usually a brown Christmas here. And then in January, it snows proper on us. But um, yeah, it's, it's funny how how much, uh, how much, you know, how Toronto or, or Canada gets sort of slammed because of the, the, the terrible weather. Um, you know, we were actually pretty close to, uh, to Buffalo and uh, you know, mm-hmm. they get their fair share of snow as well, but it, it's not like we're in the Arctic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it is it, funny. Like, you know, sometimes Americans think that we all live in igloos and we have dog sleds and, and shit like that. And it's like, <laughs> no, no,
3: we, we, we,
4: uh out in the cold too. Igloos. in Canada. <laughs> you get, oh man, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Some people are
3: like, oh, so like, like, how do
4: you guys survive in the snow when your igloos all melt? It's like, how do you get to work? <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> so, You got snowmobiles. Everyone has snowmobiles going to work. Yeah,
4: exactly. Exactly. No, but it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, like I, I just blown away with the fact that you guys don't have any basements. Where oh got- my god, I, oh. hate, yeah. that.
0: Right? I hate that. Right? y'all don't have basements? No, earthquakes. No. Oh.
4: Cause no. Heard, Boom.
0: Yeah, it sucks because, like, because, like, see, this is basically this. We were lucky to buy this house with this giant room. So, like, underneath that blanket is actually a shit ton of Legos that are just all over the place. Like, but, like, <laughs> but when we were shopping for a house, I was like why haven't you shown me any houses with basements? Because, like, I'm from Jersey. I lived in Jersey, like, 30-something years of my life. And, you know, I... I, That's where they hide the dead bodies, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. In Jersey. In North Jersey, anyway. In Jersey. Um, So, like, when I asked, I'm like, why don't we have... Why haven't you shown me any house with basements? I want a house with a basement because I want a man cave. Like, it's not a man cave if I don't go down into a cave, you know? So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh they're like, oh, there's no basements in, in California because of all the earthquakes. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you guys have that out here. Because I, I was from Jersey, don't have earthquakes there. Like, uh, you know, so every every house there has a basement. Um Here, nope, not even close. You know,
2: like your, your house would topple on top of you. You wouldn't be able to get out. Yeah, yeah, but I would have a
0: sweet man cave. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what garage
4: is for, though, right? Like, now, now you can have that new garage. Like, BJ, here you can garage.
2: That's right. I'm in the garage, but in no bait, but, but I can get out of my house if there's an earthquake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh, have some trade-offs. Yeah.
4: You guys also have,
2: um, uh, fires. Oh, shit. Yeah. Where I live. Yeah. Wildfire. There's, there's, season. This is the worst. The, the worst this year. It was so bad.
0: Yeah. The was, air quality was so bad. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't go outdoors because, I mean, you could, you could walk out and normally, like, during the springtime, you know, your car is covered with pollen. And think of the worst day you've ever seen pollen on your car. Ours was ash. Like, oh and, wow. Yeah. Like, really bad. Wow. Wow. I mean, d- did you guys ever see that apocalyptic movie with Seth Rogen? And it was like, oh, a, this is
3: the end? Yeah, yeah. 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 But people,
0: when they went outside and the, and the, the sky was all red, it was yeah. all red and black. That's exactly I'm what it Not even like. exaggerating. That's what it looked like. Like I have a picture I could send to Paul or email wow. it to you, Andrew, um, from that day that I sent to a friend in, on the East coast. Where it just and it doesn't even give it justice of how apocalyptic the sky looked. Like it would, it looked like the sky was on fire um, over here.
3: It's like it's like the the world is 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 telling us things. (laughs) There's a few. There's some tough things going on right now, and there are messages from the world of like maybe we should change the way we behave.
2: Right. Yeah. I was like, uh, everybody's doing the three monkeys thing. I was like, maybe the Mayans had it wrong. It wasn't 2012. It was 2020,
0: you know? 2020,
3: oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Shit like this. I mean, without technology, we wouldn't be able to do stuff like this. No, no,
2: no. I mean, they're doing all the cons virtually now. And, um, I just got like a email from Star Wars celebration because we didn't, we didn't go this year in Anaheim and they're selling all their merch because they, you know, they created all that shit a year ago. Right. And, uh, so I'm sitting here looking at all the merchandise and I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy that cause I, I'm not there. I like to buy it when I'm there.
3: Mm. Yeah, oh so- man. Yo BJ, that, that is so true <laughs> because there's something about like, like I, I've, you know, like I, I, I'm a, I'm an online shopper, but like, yeah, seeing merch drop like that or seeing things come up, I've even said, I'm just like. No, I'll wait till I'm at an expo. Like I was telling Paul, yeah. NECA Online released a bunch of these Back to the Future figurines, um, from, from part one and part two. Oh shit, my- I could, I could get those for you. They're at Target. I see them all the time. What?
2: <laughs> I see them all, I see them everywhere. It's the, he's in the yellow suit, the yellow suit, and also I see, uh, the, his normal Marty McFly gear in nineteen, when he was wearing the red, you know, sweater on shit. What? Yeah,
3: uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I see him every time I go there. <laughs> That's yes, it's, Paul. That is why we need Target hookups, man. For stuff, <laughs> because like for, for me, I gotta go on eBay. Yeah. I gotta track it down. Someone's hyped it up, but then eBay got in the game and they charged me duties yeah. through yeah. eBay now.
0: Yeah, well yeah, well see that's a that's a not, now that's another good reason why you came onto the show, right? Is, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you got some. Well,
4: <laughs> and, and apparently this is what BJ does. He's he's a collector, so he's really good at hunting that stuff down, especially the Black Series stuff, the NECA stuff. Yep. Um
2: How so often do yeah. you go to a target? Oh, you don't want to know, man. <laughs> I'd probably go probably three or four times a week. Well, it, What's that?
3: How many do you hit out? Like is there a route you take?
2: Oh, I have I only have one target and we have uh two Walmarts. And so okay. I got pretty good at um actually using apps to like check uh inventory before I waste time driving around. So the nice. Target one was interesting. So Paul I know wanted this um uh it's, uh, it's Din dinjarin with the with the foundling with the child and the pram which they don't have that at all yet that was the first one and they pre-ordered it on target so i went to pre-order it it was over in like five seconds it was yep. gone so then i waited until the day it dropped and it was at midnight i went on and pre-ordered two of them to pick up the next day they charged me they said no problem i got an email i go in there the next morning oh we don't have that I said, what do you mean i i read, i bought them and they said oh well, we don't check those orders until well into the day. People had already come in and bought all of them. I was pissed. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, when is your next shipment?" They said, "Well, it's in like four days." I'm like, "Okay." So I go in four days later. I'm the first one in line. I went straight in and just bought all of them. I'm like, "Fuck this!" Like, so I just bought all of them and they just giving to my friends. Like, here I got. So I'm giving one to Vic, one to Paul, and I'm keeping one for myself. But they had a deal too: is buy two get one free. So I bought two of them, and got a third one free. Nice. So, that's, uh, you're getting the free one, Paul. <laughs> Duty it. I'll free. Thinking, Duty I'll free. For it. I'll pay I could you. have flipped, I could have flipped that bitch and I, I would have paid for all of them if I flipped it. Yeah, no, no, I'll pay you. BJ, I'll pay you for it. No, 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 no. That's my, that's my gift. You, oh. you pay for shipping. I'll send it to you.
4: All right, man. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, you <laughs> know, if you get, if, if you end up getting fung those NECA, uh, back to, the- I'll find them. Oh yeah, you let me know because I already Andrew. I, this was going to be a surprise. I pre-ordered them for you already, uh, for the through the site. You did? Yeah, yeah. So I got oh, them. Oh man, And <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just cancel that pre-order. <laughs> oh man, you
3: don't have <laughs> let's, Paul. Let's, uh, don't, Paul's don't so
2: generous, don't man. Yet.
3: Don't cancel yet. Wait till I have them in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let me know though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the that's the thing. Paul and I get into. We kind of like Paul rolled over today and he dropped off the new Lego. Um, Ecto One, gigantic box. Oh. He, 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 saw the pre-order, got it for me. Uh, I showed up to Kim's convenience one day working and in my dressing room was the DeLorean back to the future Playmobil. Um, he sent my, my boys Playmobil in the past. He's always getting me stuff. So whenever I can repay it back, I try to do it. It's like out, we're like awesome. out gifting each other. No, that's but so he, fun. He, he,
4: he got me the, the, the Reebok. The special edition, the really the Ghostbuster shoes, both versions. Oh, shit. wow. The, the version that looked like the jumpsuits and the ones with the proton yeah. pack. Yeah, yep. Those are like, like I never would have thought to get that for myself. And I looked at, I always look at, it and go, oh, that's kind of cool. But I know sneaker culture. It's like if you don't know how to get them right away, you're not gonna get them. It's like you trying to pre order something like a Black Series exclusive. If you don't know how to secure them, if you're just like a regular civilian, there's no way you're gonna get your hands on them. No. Right, and and then,
3: old,
2: pay A lot. You pay a lot.
3: Yeah. I had to, uh the fun thing is I had to pull the celebrity card to get those two <laughs> ones with the proton packs because there was a store that had them and it said in the email, limit one per customer. And so yep. I messaged the store and I'm like, Hey, I'm Andrew Fung. I got, I want to buy one for my co-star Paul Who's Appa and Kim's convenience? Is it cool if I am able just to buy two of them and they were back and like, yeah, it's totally cool. We're big fans. And I'm like, thank you. Thank, I don't like to pull it. But just like there's times you gotta pick and choose. Hey, it's um. okay.
2: Um so what I what I don't like about the online stores is that you can only get one. But if you walk into the store, you can yeah. buy as many as you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's that's part of the problem that I'm that I deal with all the time is like, I'm a collector. I don't sell things very rarely. I sell things. I just get it for myself or my friends or whatever. And every now and then like Walmart got these clone wars figures that have just gone gangbusters. So I bought all of them in like two different WalMarts, and I flipped a bunch of them and kept some for myself and got some for my friends. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really tough out there, but I love the hunt. I love showing, like seeing things in the store versus buying it online. I like to walk into the store And go, oh shit! That's awesome. You know, I found something cool. You know, Um, so I'm looking. I'm looking right now online on Target, and they have at my store. They have the Back to the Future. um, He's wearing the yellow outfit when he's pretending to be Darth Vader and all that stuff.
4: The radiation suit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll go. I have to go to town today anyway. I'll go pick that up. I think that's See if what, they have the other one.
3: And I think that's the illusion of the Toys R Us in Canada. Because I think the illusion of the Toys R Us in Canada for Americans is like, oh, you have a Toys R Us. And that's the illusion. But for us, it's like, no, man, the website's not great. Oh, yeah. Like, you go yeah, in yeah. and, like, they're always a year behind. Yeah. And, well, and, yeah. Well, the thing is,
4: too, like, their, their, their online system is it's totally out of whack with what's happening in the stores. It's, it's like Lord of the Flies. You go to the stores. There's that one on Don Mills and Lawrence. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I had pre-ordered, what was it? It was a black series. Um, it was one of the Galaxy's Edge releases for one of the figures. Uh, and I pre-ordered it and it was available. So I, I went to like, uh, I could get it. Like I pre-ordered it and I had to, but I had to pick it up at the store instead of them shipping. Yep. So I went and I went into the store. Like I, I, I was there and I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to pop in really quick and see what I'll they had a bunch of stuff in there. They had like three or four different figures that ha- on their website said, coming soon, but were already on the shelves. Yep, so It was like Captain Cardinal, uh, Hondo O'Connor. um, uh, it was the Mountain Range Trooper. Yep. Was, I got all of them. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll just, start, I'll, I'll grab these because there's no way I would have gotten them if I'd waited for them online.
2: Um, right.
4: We just the, recently do. The systems are whack.
2: They're yeah. just, they're, they don't talk to each other. They're whacked.
4: No, no. And like the store, I think, People don't care. They're like, this isn't supposed to be released yet. Oh, well. And they just put them out on the shelf because there's room for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Collectors yeah. who, they have the hookup. Like, they know some of the staff. And it's like, put aside all these things for me. And, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll cost them. Before. Yeah, exactly. And So, that's what they do. So, by the time a regular schmuck goes in to get it, they're all gone. Because the collector's yeah. and the scalpers swooped in, taking them all, and now flipping yeah. them on eBay.
2: Yeah. Every morning, there's guys just lined up outside those stores. You know, I, I had to fight to get that. Luckily they did not put that figure. The the one that I got you, they did not put it in the normal star Wars place. So I had to like, it was on an end cap somewhere. So I got <laughs> really lucky. I got there first. I got there first. Cause the guy went to the star Wars section and I'm like, Oh shit. If he gets there first, I'm screwed. Oh, well I'll just go this way. And then I ran into it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I got you fucker. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There you go. This is uh it's interesting watching, talking about this because it's also sneaker culture. Like yeah. sneaker culture is like, you know, I have a slack with like all my information. I have like, I know which sites to do and that's when, when these sneakers drop, I knew I could out hustle a toy fan, but in the sneaker world, like you're coming into <laughs> my world. <laughs> right. I yeah, knew so. how to check out all those things. Yeah. Um But it's always like that. It's like, I sign up for so many raffles and you know, and that's the way the pandemic deals with toys now, uh, sort of sneakers now. Like, raffles and you hustle the secondary market and and I'll look at like I'll, I'll look at a price I'll be like I ain't get that cheaper but it's like it's it's kind of like that's always the hustle on the side and I think that's just like the addictive nature of this nerd culture right but that's why I miss from the very thing we we're talking about I miss yeah. cons yeah, because you could go yeah. to a con and you find that table and yeah you're paying like a 10 20 $30 premium but you didn't have to go to Target 7am in the morning fight some dude right Right, right.
0: Exactly. exactly. They always have like figures that you're like you've never seen before, or a toy you've never seen before, or a toy that you forgot about, like yeah. You did. And that kind of stuff is like oh. And then I love, I love the one, one of my favorite booths or, or tables are always where they have some of the new stuff, but they have like the vintage. Like I'll always go to the Transformers table that has like the vintage Transformers when they used to make Transformers out of metal. Instead of yeah. plastic now. Like, I, I love, like, I grew up big time with Transformers. It was, was, like, another first love of mine. And, you know, and then there's another, there's like, so, like, I was, I grew up loving Batman, Superman. So, Zack Snyder shit all over that. I grew up loving Transformers. <laughs> Michael they <laughs> shit all over that. You know? So, I mean, that was, that was great though. What's that? Yo,
4: I mean, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, like,
0: oh, shit on that
3: too. And then, yeah, Michael Bay. We, ha- we haven't talked about it yet, and I kind of want to bring it up. How do we feel about the Spider-Man 3 news? I'm nervous. I, oh. yeah, I, I'm i nervous because it, it
2: reminds me of the Spider-Man 3 originally from Sam Raimi, how the studios got involved and screwed the whole thing up. So I'm worried that there's going to be way too many, way too many
0: uh, things going on there. Yeah, like, like, Spider-Man, like Spider-Man 3 and what comes to mind immediately, Like I'm like, oh shit, amazing. they brought all these characters back. But then I was like, Immediately, I thought of Spider-Man 3, and then I thought of uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because the first yeah. Amazing Spider-Man wasn't actually that bad. It was pretty good. I loved Andrew Gar- yeah. yeah. Garfield, and I loved uh, Emma Stone's, uh, uh, you know, their chemistry together. Obviously, they were dating at the time, but their chemistry was great. But then in the second one, it's like, let me just shove as much shit as I can into this one to set up a bigger world. Because everybody tries to do that because Marvel is so successful. But everybody tries to rush into it like it took dc two movies to do the justice league it took marvel what four movies five movies five yeah before yeah. the first avengers movie and then that's and then that major storyline didn't happen till like movie 25 or 24 you know so like so that that's what i'm worried about because i don't think marvel would have done this by themselves i think sony is pushing to try to finally get their sinister sticks six correctly, but it, it, it seems like Sony has never learned from their freaking mistakes of trying to shove as much shit in, into a movie as possible. That's my take on it. I don't. I, what's what's everyone else take?
3: I didn't think the way you thought so you broke it down, man. You really you killed my like, joy. <laughs> I was all pumped, and you guys are like, nah, man. Here's why you shouldn't be pumped, fun. And it's like, oh, it's like. <laughs> It's like, it's a romantic comedy and I keep choosing the bad, the wrong guy and you're my, you're my girlfriend. you're like, oh, don't go for that person. I'm like, oh, how can I be so naive? I just
0: shit all over your Spider-Man parade. Just shit all over your Spider-Man ticker tape parade. He's, parade.
3: Taking, he's taking his
0: Spider-Man
2: sneakers off and throwing them against the wall.
0: <laughs>
3: I, I think why I'm excited is because I, I am optimistic because how well they did into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And how yeah. well they were int- able to introduce the the, the multiverse. But with that said, there wasn't egos at play and there wasn't like agents at play. It was like, Oh, we're going to give a glimpse of this Chris Pine one. We're going to give a glimpse or a little bit more of the Nicolas Cage and the John Mulaney, right? So they, they took their time with it. They did it properly. So the fear here is if they have to like, if they're obligated to give Garfield or Told McGuire more screen time, but I think that if they do it right, it's, it's potentially amazing. Um, and I think just because, you know, Emma Stone is attached doesn't mean she will have more than a scene or two. And I think that's what it is. I think if they control the reins of how much they tell the story, I think that's that's one of the things with the Avengers. Like, you know, certain characters only got a little bit of screen time, but enough to push the narrative forward. So I am I'm optimistic. I'm a fan. I, I it's like to me it's like the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble of WWE is when you get everyone in the ring one night only. Thirty man over the top battle royale, I love it. You see everyone, right? And it sets up the cards going into WrestleMania. So you're right. Hopefully this sets up Sinister Sticks. I, I'm you know, optimistic. But even in the WWF
0: or WWE, they set up the storylines to get into the Royal Rumble. Like yeah. the storyline leading up into that. It's a whole year to set up the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, and then you know the 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 uh, WrestleMania. Like they. Like, it's, it's weird to think that <laughs> that Vince McMahon has done a better job of a team-up than Spider-Man has done, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, oh, it's weird oh, to think that way. Oh, so oh, it, I, it. I,
4: yeah, so I, I just want to get this clear. I always thought that the Spider-Man theory was going to be a Marvel movie, though, right? I mean, Sony owes the rights to the characters, but it, and, and they're, they're splitting – I mean, they're splitting in terms of the profit and stuff. I mean, that's that's why for a while they were arguing oh, like it wasn't going to get made because Sony, uh, they're fighting for- more
2: more money, yeah. Yeah,
4: and so they they worked that out, but it's still part of the Marvel universe,
0: right? It, well, the way that I don't quote me, but the way that I remember it is that so- Sony basically has creative control over it but they allowed Marvel to come in and put their spin on it so that it could fit into the MCU. Cause right. it made no sense for Sony to make a Spider-Man movie and not have it, you know, not rake in the dollars from what Marvel is doing with their own stuff. Right. But there are certain things that Sony will say like, Hey, like let's say for example, like how they're, how they want to put venom and carnage into Spider-Man too. Right. Uh, Spider-Man as well uh Marvel didn't want to do that especially with the way Venom was. Like I can't believe Venom is getting a sequel because that movie to me was terrible. Right. Like I I was so skeptical about it's that bad. movie and then when I saw it it was horrible. Um so that's like that's like Sony's part of it. Like and I'm sure there are some things Marvel did that are not great, but any time I saw something that didn't work in Homecoming or Far From Home I was like oh this is fucking Sony screwing this shit up. Right. Like there were certain things that just didn't seem like a Marvel production to me and they're not vulnerable. um my my understanding is that spider-man has a direct
2: connection to uh dr strange and the multiverse of madness and also uh wandavision so i think they're all connecting somehow but then sony wants to go off and do their own thing so there's like all those rumors about spider-man showing up in venom 2 and then um and then we're getting all these cameos uh for you know I don't know. What was the rumor? Are they trying to pull in both the Spider-Mans? I know Doc Ock's coming back. Oh, yeah, my they God. got both
3: Spider-Mans in. They got Andrew Garfield. Holy shit. That's Joy crazy. Joy McGuire, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone. Oh, fuck. That's fucking yeah. nuts. They got Doc Ock. It's a partnership, but I think that the partnership is no longer in existence. Oh, So, yeah. so I think, I think for Far From Home and Homecoming, those are partnerships where they like split the revenue, but I think Sony was unhappy with the revenue split. Or Marvel, they're just unhappy with it, and I think that they couldn't create the relationship, so they separated it. So Sony makes the Spider-Man movies, Marvel makes all their franchises, um, and that was the trade. I think there was trade, like they got Robert Downey Jr. into uh, Homecoming, and they got um, and, uh, uh, Tom Holland into Civil War. So I think it's a trade. There's like a trade, but I think it's not happening anymore. It's its own thing. Yeah. Before
2: they have some weird thing with the Hulk too. Like they can't, that Marvel can't make <clears throat> a solid Hulk movie because he, uh, what is it? Um,
0: Fox. Owned by, uh, no, not, not, not it's Paramount. Is it Paramount? Uh, uh, universal. universal,
2: universal. That's right. And so they can't do like a single movie. So they're, they just, but in the
0: contract they can do like, you can have parts and things and stuff. like Yeah. That's why, Marvel, they, that's why they, that's why they, that's why they took some of that world war Hulk comic book and put it into Thor, uh, Thor two. Where was it? Thor Mm three, yeah. That's yeah. Thor Thor. yeah. Yeah, Thor. Okay. So that's that's why that's why you got the whole storyline in there. So Marvel Marvel doesn't own Spider Man, but they got
2: you know Fantastic Four and um, Daredevil and all that stuff back, and they got. uh... (coughs) He's got great internet. (laughs) No, I think it's amazing that Sony. Sony, I think it's amazing that Sony paid so little for Spider-Man, you know, back in the day, because Marvel was in trouble. You know? They so needed little.
3: Yeah, Marvel yeah. was just selling off characters. I think it's a highlight of well, at the end of the day, why I'm optimistic with Spider-Man is they're doing something that they have. The, like, the fans have commented on it. There's been possibilities. They're doing something with it and it's always great to see a big giant company doing something with a the franchise they have. If you can take a cue, Disney You have Darkwing Duck. Make (laughs) the reap. Just bring it over. It's already there. Right? (laughs) Give me. Sony's doing it. Marvel's doing it. Give, give me and my kids what we want. Darkwing Duck. Let's get dangerous.
0: Oh my God. You're, you're not going, you're not jumping off that Darkwing Duck soapbox.
3: No, really? I just felt like it was a good way to tie it all up oh, yeah, yeah. together—the the, the, nice, the, the, nice threads callback. that we've, ne- we've created in this conversation. It's a nice
0: callback. It's a nice callback. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how much time we got. We have you guys, but we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna do our big finish with Andrew Paul. You've already been through this. It's uh it's three questions that every one of our uh, guests get when they first come on. Um, and it's interesting to see uh you know how they answer the questions differently. Uh, so Paul already went through uh, this painstakingly three question uh, ending uh, already. So uh, BJ, why don't you go with the first question?
2: Uh, what was the first question?
0: <laughs> right, I'll do the <laughs> first question. Uh, I just all, need, I, uh, <laughs> all time, all, all time favorite character can be from any genre. Sorry, my internet's dying.
3: Uh, Lieutenant Commander Jory LaForge. Um, and I think I just love LaForge because he... I don't know. I think he just, like, there was a thoughtfulness of the character, but also a flaw. And he's the character I connected to most on Star Trek uh, The Next Generation. And I think my interest has changed over the years. Like, I've gotten onto Riker a lot. Um, but LaForge just was like a good mix of humanity. And I think um, his relationship with with, uh, with data and also his struggle for, for like whether or not he wanted his eyes, you know, why he wanted his sight was always something interesting. So I would, I would choose LaForge. He was, he was the one I dressed up as for Halloween.
0: <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, what would you get LaForge, uh, for a birthday gift? Shoes. Uh,
3: shoes. I don't know. Well, well, am I getting, wait. Am I getting Jordy LaForge a gift or am I getting, uh, LeVar Burton a gift? Jordy. Don't you know give what? him a book. Jordy, for Jordy, I would get him a trip. Cause I feel like Jordy, I would get him a trip to somewhere beautiful. And I feel like he's the type of person who would want those experiences. And if we remember from, I think Star Trek Insurrection, um... Uh, there's a moment where he wakes up to watch the sunrise. And I always thought that was really beautiful. And he was the type of person who would appreciate those moments. So Like a trip to Italy, a trip to like, to, to like Vietnam, somewhere beautiful that we can enjoy together.
0: Mm. That's a, that's oh, a more God. thoughtful, that's a more thoughtful one that I would have thought of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a thoughtful person. I'm a thoughtful Uh, BJ, um, you got the second one.
2: Uh, what, uh, what TV shows are you uh, binge watching right now? Or what do you have on the DVR? What do you have? What do you watch? Uh, I, uh,
3: I, with my son, we've been binge watching Ducktales, and we've been binge watching um, a lot of Teen Titan Go. Um, but for myself, I found Ted Lasso uh, over the last few months, and Ted Lasso is a character that Jason Sudeikis had created years ago for an NBC soccer commercial, and he turned it into a television show. And, and my God, it is. It has nice. so much heart and it's so well acted. And, uh, one of my greatest joys was, was they released like a top 10 list of the year. It was like top 10 shows on television. And it was like, Kim's convenience, Ted Lasso. And I was like, Oh man, like it's so That's nice to so be cool. mentioned in, in those worlds, but Ted Lasso such a, done a fantastic job. And I did a Q and A with them. Uh, variety had put on like, and A Q&A and a, and a screening with the cast and like, Hearing their stories was great, but it's like a really well done show. And if you haven't seen it yet, please go check it out. It's fantastic. I, also, it's renewed for season two and three. Nice.
2: Yeah, I don't like to invest in anything until I know it's going. But um, I hear that's a very good show. I hear that's yeah. a very good show.
3: Well, like speaking um, of what you said, the show there's a show years ago called Flash Forward. I think made by the Lost creators. And my friend was like, "Oh, you got to watch it. It's amazing." And I'm like. So I binged it. It was fantastic, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait for the next season." And he's like, "Oh, it got canceled." I was <laughs> like, oh, fuck <laughs> you! Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. till this day, I'll still Google Flash Forward fan fiction theories just because like, I'm still like sad it ended. Yeah,
2: that's like you know. Firefly. Firefly is the same. One. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah I, I, you know, I, I finally got forced into watching Firefly. Not forced, but like. Everybody was like, you know what? There's no ending to it. It got canceled too prematurely, but still watch it. And I, I ended up loving it, but I got angry too. Cause I was like, why the fuck did Fox cancel this? This is fantastic. This is bullshit. Like who, wa- who watches this show and is like, Oh, this sucks. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's <ridiculous. laughs> but, but like, let's make like, Survivor season 40, but not <laughs> <bring laughs> you know, renew Yeah. God, I hate, maybe. I hate what I like. I'll, he'll, he'll tell me shows. And then I'm like, well, did it have an ending? And what was the one that you said, Last Man on Earth or something like that? Didn't have an oh, ending? Oh, yeah. I that uh, and I wanted well, Last even, Man on Earth doesn't 14. have an ending?
2: No. No, they canceled it. Fox went on a canceling binge the, like a couple years ago. Canceled wow. everything.
0: And I wanted to watch that show, but when he told me they canceled, I'm like, I'm not going to invest my time into dude, watching
2: that dude, they Dude, they canceled Brooklyn 9-9, which is like a critical darling. And like it went somewhere else and it's thriving. You know, NBC so got like,
3: it. whatever NBC's crushing it with it.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. All right. So Ted Lasso, what kind of what kind of vehicle would he drive? Would he drive? Uh, and I'm going. This is like deep cut, so hopefully you can keep up. Uh, is he? Would he drive Kit car? Would he drive uh, Street Hawk, the motorcycle, or would he drive Airwolf, the helicopter?
3: He would drive the Kit Kit car because I think that he would just love having someone to have a conversation with. <laughs> Ted Lasso is a very talkative person. He loves having a conversation. I think he would always be blown away saying like, oh, I'm just talking to my computer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the, uh, the last question is usually the one that people have the hardest ones with because it usually depends on the mood. But your top three movies of all time.
3: Um. So in, in no particular order, I would say... Uh, number one is a film called Best of the Best. Uh, oh Paul knows God, that movie. No. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tommy? Oh yeah. So Best of the Best, and and two years ago, Paul and I were at this award show in LA, and I I made a comment to uh, there's a woman, Kate Park, and she's like very big in the Asian uh, artistic community, and I made a comment about. Philip Reed, the star of best of the best. And she's like, oh, he's here. And I'm like, what? So she oh, no. ho- brings my hand and brings me over to find Philip Reed, who looks who looks 20 years younger somehow. And he's <laughs> he's, he's 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 had a few drinks, so he's got the uh the Asian glow. <laughs> uh, and- <laughs> he's got the Asian glow. Right. And I just I lose it on him. Like awesome. I just unload how much I love that movie and how he was like my Bruce Lee because Tommy Lee, yes, like Bruce yes. Lee was Hong Kong cinema whereas like Tommy Lee was like from Sacramento, California. He was like a cool American guy. Yeah. And I unloaded on him and then I said, "Oh man, can I get a picture with you?" And he looked at me. He's like, "Anything for kimchi." And I was like, "Oh man." Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh so And, and, and there's a potential this year where myself and Phil, who is a angry, angry Asian man, are doing a three part limited series on best of the best. We're doing a podcast on it where we review number, we talk about number one, we talk about number two, and fingers crossed, we interview Philip Ree in the third episode, maybe his brother as well, Simon Ree. Um, so number one, best of the best, in no particular order, best of the best. Um, I would say, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's tough. Oh, a league of their own. Um, I just oh, love sports cute. movies. Wow. And I think that's such a perfect, perfect movie. Um, uh, no in... Yeah.
0: There's no crying in every baseball.
3: Time. Oh, I never... Every time I watch a yeah. movie, I cry. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: so a league of their own. And then, uh, Oh, it, it might depend on the mood. It might, it might depend on how I feel. I think Home Alone, and mainly mainly because I've maybe because I've been watching it a lot. But I just feel like that movie is nostalgically nothing beats Home Alone. Um. But yeah, best of the best is like one I bring up, and I've, I've, I, I, it, it's it's uh, it's the twenty, it's the thirty second anniversary of that movie.
0: Wow!
3: Holy cow! Um, it's been that and so I've been wow. trying to track down a script. Because I don't know if I mentioned to you, Paul. I want to do a one-man read of the movie, <laughs> but I want to play every character and I want to like nice. act it and do it like like I'm in it. Serious, um, like, serious. So, and I would like to, to to do that. So, I think that's like my goal for 2021 <laughs> to do like a that live reenactment good. of Best of the Best, maybe based on memory. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be that's I mean, amazing. That, that movie. <laughs>
0: I remember watching that movie and thinking, like, I can't believe that first of all, their coach is Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. So the coach is Darth Vader in it, and it has Eric Roberts, who is so underrated in a lot of his movies, but he's really good in that movie. And I never knew anything about Philip Reed till I saw that movie, and I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. The way he beats the sh when was that Korean's name again? Dehan! Dehan, that's right. Oh my god. And then in the second one, they end up being friends. Oh my god. I fucking love it. When
3: they, when they, when <laughs> they try it's amazing. Dehan yeah. is his friend and is his brother in real life. Um, oh shit. Uh, yeah. So uh, Philip Ree, Philip Ree is uh, Tommy Lee and Simon Ree is Dehan, and Simon Ree is like an, a, a, an Emmy or an Oscar award winning stunt choreographer now. Wow. Um, but years ago, my friend, a friend of mine years ago was with Alex Roberts and brought up Best of the Best, and Alex literally had no recollection of making that movie, which is, <laughs> which is <laughs> so funny, because that's literally, to me, I'd be like, oh, that's one of the best movies you ever made.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, that, that's a nice pull. That's a nice pull. Like, I, I love the part. Like. I, I was so young when I saw that movie that I didn't even get the yellow joke. That, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, uh <laughs> that, uh, Chris Penn did. And then yeah. was like, oh, you're yellow. And I was watching with my cousins who are obviously Chinese too. And they, they're, they, he's like, you're yellow. And Tommy's like, obviously. And they started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> like I didn't yeah. understand. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Later. Well, Paul, if you need to rewatch it, it's on Canadian Netflix, oh, perfect. which to me blows my mind because like Canadian Netflix isn't the greatest uh, for like those deep cut movies. And one day it popped yeah. up and I'm like, how is best of the best? And it's not even available on iTunes. Like it's not even, you, you have to like bootleg that movie heavily, but it's on oh Netflix. I put it on one day while I was doing work and I'm like crying <laughs> through the movie and I text my <laughs> buddy and I'm like, it still holds up. And his response was, he watched it. He's like, yes, it does, except for those Asian jokes. They're like, mud, they hurt more wow. now. And I'm like, I think it's cause we're yeah. older now.
0: Yeah, right. 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 You know? yeah. Okay. So yeah. you brought a
3: best of the best. Have you ever seen
0: the last dragon?
3: Oh, what's that one? I oh, feel like Cole. I have.
0: Yeah, yeah. with the bar R- who? El DeBarge song. Barge is in it. Um uh what was her name? She was with Prince. What was L. her Vanity? name? Vanity? Vanity, that's right. Vanity was in it. And it's about it's about like this this black dude in Harlem who loves Bruce Lee, and they call him Bruce Leroy. And it's it's so much 80s cheese, it's so yes. phenomenal. Yep. The glow. I had that I bought that soundtrack. I have it on tape, like actual cassette tape. <laughs> I bought that
3: soundtrack. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> There's a, oh, and speaking of 80s movies, I got this sent to me the other day. Oh yeah, I saw that on, on, on Instagram.
2: Oh, oh man. I just watched that the other day.
3: Oh, it's, it's a glorious time to be a fan when stuff like this pops up. Do you know much about the real yeah. people? The, the, which one? The real
0: juice, the one that was supposed to be based on a true story.
3: Oh, the, the, the liar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you do know about it. Yeah. Well, like I was watching a video because like at the end of the movie, they list all the statistics and it's amazing. And then there was one video I was watching recently and the guy's like, let's break down his claims mathematically. <laughs> and he's like, he claims there was a 128 round single elimination tournament and he did the math and I'm like, That means there's like 400,000 people fighting in this tournament. (laughs) (laughs) And how he never had evidence. And whenever there was evidence, it burned in a fire. Um, So I watched that movie with the lens now that I know it's fake. But I don't care about Frank Dukes. I think it was Van Damme's like best movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, It's really good.
0: Of course, it has ogre in it, too. Yeah. I mean, it has ogre, so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah right yeah but they i i wasn't a fan of any of the new or well they were kickboxer but it's like you know like those 80s martial arts movies there's a style to them that like they read the kickboxer with batista and van damme but the cuts are too quick in 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 blood sport you watched a fight from like one angle and they showed the kicks and they showed the fight and the only time you saw multiple angles when they would break a limb you know, and so I, I'm still like a lover of those those '80s action movies. I still go back and watch them. I always bring oh, this god. up as the worst cut fight scene ever. If you
0: haven't already, look up the fight between Mike Tyson and Steven Seagal in this in this movie. Just looked up that. I've, I've seen it. It's horrible. I've oh seen my it. god! Oh, it's the worst club. thing
3: ever. So yeah, bad. Steven, Steven Seagal. Like, if you go back and watch his clips from like Above the Law? He was so good. Yeah, you know, Uh I think there's a scene where he had the pool cue, the the, the pool ball, and like in a thing, and he's like, uh uh and he's like calling everybody out. He's got his badge around his neck. He's like, "You want my badge?" He takes it off. Like, you can <laughs> have my badge. <laughs> and he, uh, uh, and he's like, "Anybody, anybody know where Ricky Lupe is?" I was like, "Oh my god, it's so good." And he, and, he, and I think <laughs> it's like it's how far he's come. For being great. So I don't want to see those current clips. They're so bad.
0: They're, right. they're terrible.
3: Well, this is, this
0: is definitely going to be a memorable 300 when it finally releases, uh, in January. We'll let everybody know. Um, but we do have one last thing and Paul knows this too. So every single one of our first time guests gets, um, a stick figure. As you can see, our logo, if you've seen our Instagram is always a uh, stick figure mm-hmm. because, because I can't draw. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we always thought it would be cool to make stick figures of all of our, uh, all of our guests. Paul has one. Paul said he would hang it up in the back, but he's covered it with elite lightsabers. (laughs) Um, So, so here, here's, uh, well, even though this is going to be visual, we'll release the video, but we're going to release it on the podcast. So you're going to have to describe
3: what you're seeing. Whoa. So it's me with a Jordan, black cement Jordan threes. Wearing like a kimchi outfit, gray pants, and a work shirt with a tie. And then a Ghostbusters name tag with a proton pack. Uh The kimchi hair with the line and the fade. And I'm wearing a WWE Universal title. Nice touch. And I got three Canadian Screen Awards uh beside me. <laughs> uh For which I have won for the last three years. Uh, that's incredible. That's one of the best pieces of fan art I've been given. thank you thank you yeah that's great man thank you i'll I'll hang that up for sure hang it by your hang (laughs) it by your walls of shoes it might go right (laughs) behind where the belts are when i'm done building this belt wall it it might go up there oh nice nice
0: nice nice so do you guys ever uh oh you know what i wanted to ask one last thing before i let you guys go what's with the suck it andrew or suck it fun thing with the uh window seats (laughs)
3: You tell that story, Paul. You tell that story. It's funnier coming from you. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. So Andrew and I, we got
4: tagged up, uh, three years ago to, uh, to present an award at the Canadian Country Music Awards of all places. And, uh, so they, they stick us on this airplane to go, to, to fly out to Saskatchewan. Um, uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And we go on there and it's a, it's a little plane. And like there's all this c b c royalty on on the plane, like Ron McClain and senator one of uh um uh Pamela wallen um and uh agent Ararseode so like there's all these big Canadian sort of celebrities for c b c on the plane and uh we we're kind of half joking that the plane goes down c b c loses half of their talent basically so we're- <laughs> And I like to sit at the window seat because that's I, I like looking out the window. I that you know, that's it. You know, I, I really enjoy. But Andrew he slides in there and I'm like, Okay, I'm an adult, let him let him sit in the seat. I can sit in the aisle, it's fine. So we settle in, the plane's not even you know, hasn't even taxied out yet and we're we're just getting settled. He looks at me and says, You good? I said, Yeah, good. He slams the window shade closed, sticks his head against it, and falls asleep. And I'm like, What <laughs> <laughs> We haven't even taken off yet. I need to look out the window when we take off. What are you doing? And so I, I, look over and Adrian Arsenault, who is now one of the anchors of, of CBC, the national, which is the national news program for, for Canada. I look at her and I go, can you believe this guy? And she starts laughing. And so while he's sleeping, I take a picture of him and I post it on Instagram saying, what kind of a monster closes the window, uh, you know, before he <laughs> takes off and sleep. And thus begins a huge, huge debate. Uh, it was on Twitter. I posted it on Twitter and then people were like, well, actually, and it became team window open versus team window closed. And the Andrew That's was off awesome. at hashtag. And, uh, so legions of fans have weighed in whenever they go flying, they, they, they either pronounce themselves team window closed or team window open. And so whenever I get a fan that says, Hey, I'm team window open, I just go suck at Andrew Fung. He started, he told me yeah. to suck. Yeah. I, no. did start. Oh, I, I thought I it was nice friendly, but he told me to suck it? No. Suck you. So it was that whole thing. So that's that's how the well, suck
2: it. I, uh, had I hate to, to, I, well, I hate to tell you, Paul. I'm sorry, but I hate to tell you, but suck it, Paul, because I like the window <laughs> closed.
4: Yeah, DJ. I could tell. You know why? Because you're in a garage. single <laughs> 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 your, your, your light and your, your foggy lens. Yes, of course. That's
0: right. That's right. Uh, I am definitely afraid of flying, so I am also team window closed.
3: Cowards. Oh, three to one here. You're all what? dead a-
4: <laughs> You're all dead to me. Y'all can check it. <laughs>
3: But I have had some good, uh, supporters, like someone flew with the, the World yes. Series trophy and had it as Team Window Open, which is pretty incredible.
4: Kurt Svall, sure. He was, he's the, um, he works for the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. and uh, he had the actual, they had won the, the World Series in 2018 and he's a friend of mine. And so he had it on the, it's got a seat for itself and he had it posted with the window open and saying, you know, the World Series trophy is, is Window Open. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing how, Involved people getting it too. It's, it's a lot of fun
0: actually. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty funny. I was like, I wanted to know how this all started cause like I didn't, I didn't know how it all started. So I was like, I gotta ask them about the suck it thing, like and the windows thing. So it's
3: from a place of, uh, of love and that trip in particular was like one of the, one of the first big bonding trips cause Paul and I just made season two, like literally we had finished season two like a day before and we flew to Saskatoon two Asian guys presenting album of the year at the Canadian country music awards. (laughs) Very confusing. It's yeah. But to be fair, (laughs) Paul was a rock star. Like everyone was like, like, you know, truckers and beers, but we had a wonderful dinner. We got a steak. We saw it, um, part one in the theater. Um, and then we followed it up like two or three years later, we went back out there again for the Saskatoon expo and we watched it in part two in a the theater by ourselves <laughs> nice. so it became like a tradition to watch yes, this scary no movie in a rural area yeah. maybe the uh, no
0: maybe, maybe the people who were like doing uh doing the award nom- like the award presenters who were like hired to get people to present only looked at
3: your first names and was like <laughs> 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 uh yeah, it, there was some confused looks, but it was honestly like it was uh it was, you know, and this journey has been so great. Um, and doing it with Paul and doing it with the cast has been great. Like whenever we go somewhere and we're thinking like we're not quite sure, the world has always blessed us with uh such wonderful experiences and wonderful interactions with people. And that one that's one I always carry with me and wherever we go, it's been great. And so You know, you kind of live in the moment and that's living in the moment right there. So Saskatoon's really nice, but that is the origins of Team Window closed or open.
0: I just thought it was hilarious because one day I just saw a random guy, just a random guy on a plane. I was like, is this guy famous? Why is he telling Andrew to suck it? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. (laughs) Like, is he friends with Andrew? Like, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs)
4: <laughs> to be fair, but what I do is I'll repost it. They'll they'll just say Team Mendo. I'll add the suck at Andrew Funk.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Gag <laughs> <laughs> letters.
2: Well, Everybody, uh, I mean, we we love I Abby. Mean, we've said this many times. We love Kids Convenience. Uh, we we love Paul. We love uh, Andrew. We love uh, all all the characters on that show. And I just hope you guys, you know, continued success. And it's so cool to see Paul on the Mando. I would love to see. Uh, Andrew Mando as like uh, you know a guy. Now that the razor Crest is blown up, maybe he can go rent a a ship or something from Andrew. So or from Kim. And uh, then all uh, my tweets
3: will be like, "I didn't understand this scene, but I did it." Um, (laughs) I don't understand the reference. I don't understand who people, y'all people are, but like I I love. It was was super fun to be there. He, he,
0: he, he Instagrams like, who the fuck is Ahsoka? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Who's Shaka Tano. Who is that?
3: <laughs> Paul, I'll leave you on one story. I want to, sh- I want to share this story. Uh, Saskatoon Expo, we're, we're, there's like a, we're guests there and there's like a backstage area and oh. we, we're looking for a table to eat lunch. Paul at every con wears cosplay and he brings like, he goes all out. So he's in his full cosplay. One table is Michael Rooker, Marina Sertz, uh from Next Generation. That table is full. Second table is a bunch of voice actors, maybe a Power Ranger. That's full. Third table, one person. We're like, let's sit there. We sit down. I don't know who this person is. Or I, I, I don't really recall who this person is. And Paul looks at me. He's like, yo, Fung. That's Billy D. Williams. And I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, I feel like a fucking idiot right now. I'm wearing cosplay. He thinks I'm some nerd. I just want to sit at this table and probably talking to him. And all he wants to do is eat his soup. Yeah. And I was like, all right.
4: <laughs> and even worse, I was wearing my fucking Imperial officer uniform. right? So I looked like a bridge officer uh, on a Star Destroyer. And I could just see him like, probably going, oh, who the fuck is this guy? And so I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to say hi to him. I'm just gonna sit and eat my, like, i tried to move away and I was like, I'm just gonna eat my sandwich or whatever and in quiet game because it just yeah, he thinks you're gonna be weird.
0: <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's, that's amazing.
2: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys so much. Andrew, do you have anything you want to
3: plug before we get out of here? Uh, if this is airing in January, just, uh to any fans in canada please watch kim's convenience but to our fans around the world we don't know the date it will drop but we 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 know that if you keep tweeting about it sharing about it as you've done it will put the fire underneath netflix to drop that show and uh it would you are going to love season five we put so much love into it for you awesome Oh, anything you want
4: to yeah. share yeah no exactly exactly the same thing i mean kim's convenience season five we're really proud of the work um you know, we've been greening it for season six. So we're excited to get started on that too. And, um, yeah, I mean, what, what more can I say? Just uh, tune in and, and, uh, come along for the ride.
0: All right. So I can, I'm going to dub this, I'm going to dub, dub this force. I'm going to dub this force and team target. We'll just, yeah. team target. Team, team target. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Team target. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank
2: you so much. Uh, this was our 300th episode, five year anniversary show. Uh, thank you so Congratulations, much. Congratulations, and guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, that was a, that was episode 300 of Chew on This and Nerds United Podcast. I'm BJ. Beck. I'm Paul. Andrew. I'm Andrew. <laughs> All right. Until next time,
0: folks. Chew on that. Later. Okay. See you.